And now, the world famous Lunatic Radio Show. Friday night! What up, everybody? LR Show. Sorry, I missed the post. It is Kieran, TJ the Mayor, live from Detroit. I'm not live from Detroit. I'm live from the Valley of the Sun, the desert, Phoenix, Arizona. TJ the Mayor from Detroit, though. Uh, yeah. Hello, everybody. Party on, Wayne. As soon as I went on air, the uh, the computer in front of me, that the operating system that runs the program was just like... Man, I don't want to work today. It started Sounds bog- like us. started bogging down and I was like, oh shit. But I think we're on. I think we're doing good. What up everybody in the chat room joining us? All millions of millions of people. You know what's funny? What up, doe? You know what's funny? Yo. You know what's funny, TJ? I Yo. actually thought for the longest time that no one listened to us. Zero. Zero. That's like un- that's true. Yeah, it is not true. I checked. I never do this, but I checked the uh, the downloads we get from our RSS feed. It gives you like uh, analytics and all this stuff, and I never check them during the week as we do the shows. I never. I always check them like I'll check them like once a week, and it's like usually on a, like a Sunday or something like that. And that's when the you know the downloads are low, but uh, are, are very minimal because there's like really no. No shows going. It's like the beginning of the week. I check them at a point where there's no uh, show happening. And uh, I checked them over the last couple days. And they, we actually don't do so bad on the downloads. So well, that's you. the thing is we, we, we always, yeah, yeah, I mean, big big shout out to us. But we always, okay. uh, that's because we always look at, because it's so easy to go to YouTube and just look at, and then our numbers aren't fucking shit on YouTube. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's what the live show's on. But the actual right. show on Google Play and iTunes and... Yeah, it did pretty uh, well, man. Whatever else we... the Oh, the website. Like, Literally. no, we actually get some... There's actually a couple people that give a fuck about what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, and shout out, shout out to the uh, the European countries because they start... They're, they're, the, they're the ones that listen. Yes. We, we, France, motherfuckers. You guys listen. I like France. Um, fucking France, Germany, like I don't know, the, I don't know what they're doing because it's like three in the morning when we come on. Zimbabwe, maybe I don't know who the fuck listens to the show, but it's a lunatic radio show. Welcome to the program. We've been around for a long, long time. Uh, follow us on the social medias at Lunatic Radio uh, across the board: Twitter, Instagram. Do that shit. And uh, yeah, I'm a little bombed. I'm gonna do the show bomb today because it's Friday. It's my uh, it's my fucking time to fucking booze up. I actually have a weekend plan. TJ the mayor's drinking too. This is our drinking show, and then we come back. Hey, we- hey, hey hold up! Watch, hey, hey, watch the pinky. <laughs> there you go. This is drinking music. By the way, uh, let's check in with Mark Wahlberg. Hey, Mark Wahlberg, do people listen to the show? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. Oh, thanks, Mark. You're a real fucking gem. Gem of a human being, Mark Wahlberg is. Uh, people at work, by the way, when I go to work, people start are starting to call me Mark Wahlberg, and it's starting to piss me off. You know one dude at work? I was at work, TJ, 
One dude asked me, he was a new gentleman to the uh, facility that I work. He asked me if I was a retired bodybuilder. <laughs> Damn. And I was, I was like, hey, all right, hold on a second. Let me analyze that. Let me analyze it. That's, that is a compliment and insult in the same question. It's a compliment and insult, meaning like you were something, but now you're not anything, but you still resemble like what you almost what you were once. You look like a pissed off rapper who never made it. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. I was like, what the fuck, man? I was like, I don't know how to take that. But I was like, no, nah, I just, you know, I'm just short. I have to try to maintain some sort of form. Well, that, well stop giving Mark Wahlberg so much energy. If, if you wouldn't give Mark Wahlberg so much energy, people wouldn't say it. I really don't give him uh, that much energy. I, I, you talk, you talk, I about, talk him. about him here. That's it. That's the only thing I talk about him on the show. That's it. I did go have one of his burgers a couple weeks ago mm. at the Wahlburgers in Detroit. There's and, a Wahlburgers uh, in Detroit, isn't it? Yeah, there's actually two of them. There's one in Detroit, one like just south of Detroit. But it it was actually I was impressed. I thought it was gonna be like real chainy, mm. you know what I mean? And the burgers are just gonna be half assed like all the rest of the chain restaurants. Right. But it's actually like a like a really decent fucking burger. I'm really sick of this Mark Wahlberg because he, he seems to knock it out of the ballpark every time out. But he seems like yeah. a, he's still a douche. He seems well. Like- I I went with the Donnie Burger. I went with the Donnie Burger. Ah. Yeah, I didn't go with the Mark Burger. I didn't go. Mark Mark's Burger is like some fucking healthy ass turkey burger. Ah, yeah. Well, I have that shit. Have, you gotta have that. Give abs. me my beef. Every, everything awesome. he eats, he 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 has the abs in mind when he before he eats it. He's like, if I eat this, my abs might go away, so they won't look great if I eat them. Eat this meal, I get. That. I'd imagine he eats those burgers while on like a stairmaster, right? He's like, I gotta burn the calories as they're going in. <laughs> Fucking douche. Doucher. Uh, live call in number is 718-690-9290. That's 718-690-9290. People in the chat room, hit us up. Let us know you're listening. What's up? Where you at? By the Where way, I gotta mention this, and I haven't talked to Chris in a while, and he, he Chris is our former, or still, I don't even know what. <laughs> our former. <laughs> our former Chris was Chris Italia was a you know part of the Lunatic Radio show. He's been gone for about a month or so month and a half but obviously his his comedy club opened up in new york city i want to quickly get this out because this is a huge get uh the stand is gonna have andrew dice clay playing live september 25th 27th and 28th of uh this month coming up there are tickets available you got to go to the standnyc.com to see if you can get some tickets uh, ad is a huge thing. Dice Clay, the stand doesn't usually do this stuff. Like, it's not like a normal comedy club uh, that you would find in, in cities around the country where they have a comedian come in and he plays four nights. The comedy clubs in New York City relatively don't do that. The Carolines does it, but most of them don't. Uh, the stand doesn't do that. But this is this is a big thing. This is a different thing. This is the legendary Andrew Dice Clay, and he's playing three nights at the stand September 25th, 27th, and 28th, the com. Go try to get tickets for this because that, that is a legendary thing to see Andrew Dice Clay, a man who is a legend, obviously, in the in the comedy game, played uh, fucking Madison Square Garden, banned from MTV. He's infamous. You know you know Andrew Dice Clay. Everybody does. I absolutely do. And uh, he, he dickery dickery dot. Yeah, to see him in a venue like the Stand, a new one that's out there in Union Square in Manhattan in New York City, 
it, it'll be it'll be something to uh, certainly write home about. So September twenty fifth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, three shows. The stand, uh, the standmyc.com for tickets. Go and pre order your tickets. Do whatever you got to do. I don't know how much they cost. I don't have any. I don't have any uh, bargains for you because I know Chris. I don't have any of that. But that's that's the show. If you're in the New York metropolitan area, you're gonna want to see that. So go and do that. Work I'm gonna up. have to hit Chris up, man, because he's gonna have to start cutting a check for these plugs. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> we because we might only have four people in the chat, but damn it, we have like 670 downloads yeah. last week. Okay, yeah. Dude, that's 670 it's people. It's more than that. And I was thinking, I was, I was looking, I was checking those numbers, right? And I would check, I checked them day after day. I was just like, because I actually thought it was a fucking mistake. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was a mistake. So I checked them the next day and I checked them the following day. And I'm like, all right, we don't do so bad. There are actually people listening. But they're listening on delay. I mean, they're listening on tape. They're listening on podcast. But they're listening, nonetheless. So thank you. You know, you know what it is. We got some. We got some ugly mugs, dude, and and they don't want to look at us live. They're they're waiting to hear the podcast. They I don't t- want to. I tell you what. Look at us. I tried to fix the lighting in my studio to make it look a little better. I look, make it look a little more presentable. You know, I'm getting up. I'm getting up there in age. I kind of like the booze a little bit. You know, I like I like the posture every once in a while. So my face is starting to show it. You know what sucks as you get older. Everything you eat shows up in your face. <laughs> you know what you, I mean? You eat like a donut, your face starts looking like a donut. You know what I'm saying? You, you need some vitamin D. Pause. You you definitely need some sun. You're glowing right now. Uh, no, I actually am tan. Like, this is a tan for an Irish person. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't have, I, I don't have good uh, tanning skin. Uh, every listen counts, whether you're here or the podcast across the ball platforms. Yes, they all. Count. You're absolutely right, yeah, Sam. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Seven one eight six nine zero ninety two ninety. If you want to call into the radio program, it is the uh, weekend of the fiftieth. It's the fiftieth anniversary of Woodstock, the original Woodstock in nineteen sixty nine. Everybody, and I was watching a documentary. Bear with me. I was watching a documentary on Netflix, and it just happened to come across it, and I forgot that it was actually the uh, the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, the original Woodstock in upstate New York. And uh, I was watching this documentary, which which you know it, it pretty much just describes the the four days the the I believe it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I could be incorrect if I don't know whatever, but anyway. It shows you what happened those those four days and the original word, putting it together and this and that. And uh, I was thinking as I'm watching this, I was like, if if social media was around in 1969 when Woodstock <laughs> took place, that would be the original fire festival. <laughs> it would have never taken place. It would have never taken place. You know why, TJ? Because they were literally building the stage a day prior to the first band getting on there and playing in front of in front of a hundred thousand people, a week prior to the the festival happening, kids were showing up and and appearing in the field. So they were they had thousands of people just camping out in the field before they had time to build the barrier fence for the property or the festival, so they could collect tickets. So people just so many people showed up 
to the festival early that they were unable to collect tickets and the, and the Woodstock's 1969 became free. They actually announced that the first day. They're like, we have no way to collect the tickets from all these people. So now it's uh, the concert's free. They announced it on the PA. They're like, hello, hundred thousands of people. Apparently the concert's free. The people that put this concert on are going to take a massive bath. So please give them a round of applause for putting this festival on. But you're all here for free. Have fun. Well, that's how it was back in the day because they were fucking smoking weed and they were high and they were like all about the love. So why would we have to charge you for a good time? Right. Not only was the concert, you couldn't, they couldn't like police it. The highways and roads leading to the concert were just, they were just a mess of cars. Just a mess of cars everywhere for miles on end. People, if you had to leave the concert, you would have to walk six miles to your car to get in it and hope that you could get it out and travel to the highway to get on the highway, uh, try to weave in and out of the parking lot that is the highway, and drive home. Like, it was insane. People were walking. It was, like, true, unorganized mayhem. But they pulled it off somehow. Do you know? How many stinky balls and coochie there was at that concert? Uh, about a hundred thousand. <laughs> one hundred fifty thousand. No, no showers. Yeah, just doing drugs, mm. drinking. I tell you, I was sweating, sweating I'm, crazy. I'm watching this documentary on on Netflix, and I'm going, man, if social media was around back then, the fucking the. The weeks of news stories that would be about this festival. Because on Friday, on Saturday night, they ran out of food. And they had no way to get food in because it was so fucked up. Like, there was people everywhere and all the roads were jammed. With, like, cars literally parked on them. And people who's camping eat, out in who's the eating? But who's eating when you're on acid? You got to eat something, right? You got 100,000 people. Somebody's going to get hungry. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? they did. They chewed. They chewed. Shrooms. Yeah, they, they all ate, they ate shrooms. Yeah, it was funny. The organizer of the event, when like Monday came, Jimi Hendrix played the national anthem. You know that famous thing, Jimmy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, right. Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy played that, and everybody went home. Um, and the organizer was saying, like, you know, the cleanup had to happen. So they have this field of you know that 150 thousand people just left. And he's like, I was, and one of the guys on the VO on the uh, on the documentary goes, uh, I was walking out in that field. I'm just, I'm just waiting to find dead bodies. Like, I'm just waiting to find dead because somebody has to had to die. All the acid and, and yeah, the, I can't believe there's not that many fatalities. There wasn't one. They, he, they said in the documentary, there wasn't one fatality. One, not one. Everybody there wasn't was, one. There wasn't one. God, drugs were so good back then. Well, I feel like they're more potent now. I don't know. I, I'm not a drug taker. They're, yeah, no, no, but they were more natural, and people weren't. That's the thing is now yeah. they're all cut with something, so people just die left and right. Right. They got what I'm that. saying it was so natural back then, and people took care of each other. Don't they lace? You the, know what? You know what would look? You know what would what, what Woodstock would look like if it was nowadays? Is it what people wouldn't be? This is. I have a problem with this. Hmm. People wouldn't even be in the moment, enjoying the moment. Right. They would be watching the concert through the screen of their phone to Ab- post it. Absolutely. What was great? I hate. Listen, I, me, 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 and my buddy, me and my buddy Chris, we, we just went out to Putin Bay this weekend. We were just talking about it. We're in Putin Bay, hmm. and there's all these fucking, you know, there's a bunch of shenanigans going around, and like, you know who's, you know who, who people's age are. You can tell without like actually looking at their face. 
because people are videoing. These young people are videoing right. the good time. And the older people are in the good time. They're in actually the having the good in time. In the moment. They're in the, the moment. moment. Put, uh, that's Putin Bay is like a resort area in, in, in Michigan. It's an island. It's an island yeah. off of. Uh, it's an island. Actually, uh, it seems, off of, off, out of Ohio. It's where in the, Lake Erie. It's it's it seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> it seems like a tremendous amount of yeah. yeah. It seems. Yeah, like I had fun. to tease you a little bit. Hey, matter of fact, uh, you know what? Um, guess who's guess who's there this weekend? Uh, Wyclef Jean. Ran- <laughs> Seems like everywhere. Like if John was there, I would go just to see why in the fuck. Why are you here? No, your girl, Randy James. Oh, the porn star. Yeah, she's out there with A Dub this weekend. God Special damn. guest. That girl's hot, Randy James. You should go look her up. By the way, people need to look her up because she is a tremendous human being. Yeah, like we were saying though, like I'd I'd rather live in the moment. Like I go to places, I go to cons, I go to a bunch of different shit, and yeah. people always like think I'm a homebody. They're like, "Well, you don't post anything on Instagram. We don't see it on Instagram." It's like because I'm fucking enjoying it. Right, you're in the moment. That's what people I'm in the need. moment. I don't give a fuck about what you think if I'm having fun or not. I saw something before. You know what I mean, I saw something before the show. I was on uh, I was on Instagram. I think I was just you know fishing around. You know, you see titties and blah blah blah. And I'll show you actually something I was fishing around on in a minute. Yeah, I'm on sure you're fishing, all right. But there was a girl who fucking apparently wrecked her dad's car in traffic on the highway. It, like the whole front end, like she rear-ended somebody. So she gets out of the car, she sits in front of the car, and she's taking a selfie of the wreckage in front of her dad's car. <laughs> I'm like, hashtag privilege. Half da- hashtag daddy buys me another one tomorrow. No, it's his car. Apparently, it was his car. That's what the caption said, at least. Uh, and I was just like, "This is fucking ridiculous, man! What, what kind of fucking world we live in?" These fucking that, that's why I agree with the, these comics that have these big shows like Dave Chappelle, Kevin Harley, these guys where you got to lock your phone up. Mm. I 100 percent agree with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You really do. Dave Chappelle, yeah. by the way, new uh, special coming to Netflix. Not to give Netflix a plug because they're not giving me shit, but yeah, um, Netflix. Um, yeah. Another, well, another uh, no, we called. like Netflix because they're going to do a documentary. Uh, the same person that did the documentary on Augustine is going to do a documentary of the Lunatic Radio Show. And Todd Howe, yeah. On Amazon true. and Netflix and Hulu. <laughs> I imagine Todd Howe has watched all these shows and gone, I was on that show? <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that was a good, <laughs> that was, that was the, a good plug for me. He thought he was, he thought his numbers were going to go up the guy for the that, documentary the, and they went down. The guy that go, <laughs> the guy that interviewed me is, is drunk now on the air. <laughs> Whoa. No. No, Imagine that, Larry you guys, King. You guys was, had a great interview. It was all right. Yeah, it was good. He was a good guy. He, was, he made a great documentary, man. And honestly, that thing, I've seen documentaries that have been nominated for Oscars, and that documentary is right on par with all those. I told, I told, I told you before, it's, it's literally up there with fucking Defiant Ones to me. Yeah. It, it's, up there with, it's up there with Searching for Sugar Man. It part, really is. Although part three of the, the Defiant Ones on HBO, the Dr. Dre and uh, what is it, Jimmy Iovine documentary, mm-hmm. Uh, part source three, awards. the source awards. That is the fucking bomb. That is that the bomb. Part. That is the bomb. Cause it's the East coast, West coast thing. It took place in New York city. Nas is there talking about, you know, I don't know what the Wu Tang clan is going to do, man. <laughs> Snoop, Snoop had to save the, had to save the whole night. The Wu Tang oh. clan is literally in the audience wearing like, like I'm going to kill you. I'm going to rob your house mess. Like Ski mask. They were wearing ski masks in the audience. The Wu Tang Clan was. 
Well, you remember years later, it, it, uh, um, that's when Young Buck stabbed the dude at the Source Awards. God damn, very dangerous. All they want to do Dre, is take that for, uh, for Dr. Dre, he was, somebody was fucking with Dr. Dre, and Young Buck was like, you know, he's still in his soldier mentality and stabs him, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, what were you going to say? <laughs> when I watched Defiant Ones, because mm. you told me about Defiant Ones and you were talking about it, and then when I watched it, Oh, it was say, nothing like you described. What how did I describe? <laughs> I don't know. All that you described it, it so different. Well, you know, how, you know, it's really corny, and it actually made me sad. Uh, and I think about this a lot. Is at the end of, at the end of that that series, the define it was three part, right? Three part series, four, three four part four part documentary. At the end, it shows Dre going to his home studio, right? And he's like working on this album that he's never going to put out. I forget what it's called, but whatever. But he's he's getting like he's drinking wine as he's doing it, and he's sitting in front of a laptop, and he's got a microphone in front of him, and some guys in the studio recording him. But he's like rapping into the microphone, and it, there's little some clips about of him rapping, and, and he's but he's a little bombed when he's doing it, and you're just like, oh boy, <laughs> you're like, yeah, Ugh. detox. Yeah, That's, that was detox, right? Yeah, you're like the, the album that never happened. You're like, Please. hold on, did you see at the end? Did you see his fucking new crib? Yeah, no, he's gonna. Yeah, the guy's got a fucking billion dollars. He's gonna have a great. Yeah, but Jesus, guy's Jesus. living up in Beverly Hills. He's gonna be yeah. bomb. I mean, yeah, he's gonna yeah, fuck rich people. Yeah, no, he's got Dr. Dre's the great. He's the goat, though. So who cares? He's he the goat it. when it comes to producing. He deserves it. rapping. He's, he's he absolutely deserves it. He's, he lived in his. He lives in in his aunt's house. All right, here's the question. Right sleeping here, I'll on put, the couch, I'll put DJing in Compton, better, and fucking now he has a billion dollars. Better producer rapper. I'll put it out to the folks out in the chat room, people in podcasts. If you want to. You want to chime in, uh, email us at the show, lunaticradio.com, with the, your choice and the reason why. Or you can uh, tweet at me at Lunatic Radio. Uh, the better producer rapper. Oh, right? just that guy. Not the better producer, but the better producer rapper. Predator, better producer rapper. And this, well, is, kind, well, this is the main Trey event. Is, this is the main event. This is your matchup. This is the main event matchup. Dr. Dre, Puff Daddy. Go. They're, they're both of them are at the top. Yeah, the, but but who's better out of those two? Oh, Dad. Dre's better because Dre actually produces. Uh, Diddy executive produces. There's a difference. But the, Diddy's but they, not turning knobs. Diddy, Diddy's putting people together. Executive producer, you're putting people together in the right place. You're you know what I mean. You're executing. Diddy, Diddy the never did he never turn the knob. Diddy has no clue how to fucking work a laptop. Did he hob a knob at some point? <laughs> Maybe that. That could be. I don't know. You know, you know who's better than both of them? If we're talking about producer slash rapper. Not just producer, not just rapper, but those in the same. Who's who's the best at both? Like, you know what I mean? Ultimately. Kanye West is better than both of those guys oh, as a producer. A and I know you don't like I know you don't like Kanye. I know, I know. That's a good but one, producing though. from producing it, from making the beats to putting people together in the studio to actually hopping on the track and spitting bars, there's no better combination if you you know, if we're talking about them two together. There's no, there's nobody better than Kanye West. Uh, no, I honestly, I, I can't argue that. But Doctor, well, okay, so maybe the because Diddy's not because Diddy's on like the, the reason why I match those two up is because Diddy's on the mic and he's also behind the scenes, and he always takes credit for the fucking like Biggie Smalls's you know career and you know beats and all that whatever. Um, yeah, I know Dre worked. Dre's literally NWA, and that's a legendary group. 
He, he created Eminem. He created uh, fucking whoever else. Fifty. Oh, he's the he's the best producer, hands down. Yeah, and but he's also on the mic. You know, Dre Day with Snoop Dogg and all. It's uh, probably Dre. Mm-hmm. I would say. Dre. Uncle, speaking of Snoop Dogg, Uncle Snoop came out with an album today. His name's Uncle Snoop now. <laughs> well, you know, it's a crip thing, but yeah, Uncle he's, Snoop. Oh, he's, he's old. How many albums does Snoop Dogg have? I feel like he's got like fifty, oh, and I only don't know give me two. No, he he doesn't really have that many. It's just when they drop their fucking major albums. Hmm. He doesn't drop. He's not a mixtape rapper like all these other fucks. You know what I mean? He's not dropping ten mixtapes and then dropping an album. All right, Kanye West, you- Jay Z, Drake, Kendrick Lamar, Doctor Dre, Eminem, Future, uh, Metro Boomin, Nas, Metro Boomin. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Uh, let's see who else. What are you? What are you naming right now? What are you? What's Little this? Wayne, Pharrell Williams. I'll get to it. Travis Scott, Young Thug, Fifty Cent, RZA, RZA, RZA can be in there. That's in the argument right there. RZA has has done some fucking magic producing. That is one that could be in that that upper echelon of guys like Kanye West. Uh, I guess we don't throw P, P. Diddy in there because I actually haven't read them off on this list. I have the list who, of who. Uh, Diddy? Diddy, yeah. No, I wouldn't even put Diddy in the top five. I, I don't consider him a... Diddy's not on this list. I just looked well, at... Well, because I don't, I don't consider him a producer. Oh, wait, he's wait. he's an executive he, producer. He, Sean Combs. is He's going by Sean Combs. He's on the list. Beyonce's on this list. Rick Ross is on this list. Two Chains is on it. These are ASAP Rockies on this list. By the way, shout out to ASAP Rocky. Freedom, man. Good for him. Actually, he... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he got convicted, but at least he's not doing jail time. They gave him two years of probation. They're going to run him through a gauntlet, and he's going to have to pay a lot of money. But kick the he doesn't have to sit in, that, in, in fucking wherever anymore. Yeah, these are uh, producer rappers. That That's the list I have. Mac Miller, uh, no longer the greatest because he's uh, not here anymore. There's a lot of them out there. I mean, actually, pretty much every rapper is a producer, uh, according to this list, because there's it just goes on and on and on. So, um, But, but Rizzo... Team left... Team left jab. Let me tell. Let me tell you something, Sam. TJ ever into battle rap? Let me tell you something. <laughs> Kieran Tuke can attest to this. I'm like the battle rap king. I absolutely love it. I used. To, I I started off fucking with battle rap. I used to rap. Like that's what even Kieran can tell you. I used to do a bunch of shit. But I'm really huge in that. I showed him a couple of my homeboys that are huge in the, in the URL. Yeah, there's a there's some battle rapping going on with TJ the mayor. Did, remember, I, well, me, me and Kieran after a show, used to, we used to sit there and I used to fucking just put on a new rap, a battle for him and just fucking just watch him. I used to just watch Kieran. Cause I've watched all these battle rats. I would just watch Kieran's reaction. That was like my fun after a show. Remember we used to do that? I would put it on my TV, the URL battles. Oh, yeah. No, I, I love the battle raps. They're fun. I think they're better. Sometimes those ciphers are better than um, I like the battle raps, but the ciphers are, are also something that I find more creative than actually somebody putting out a song. You know, yeah, the ciphers because they're on, they're they're with a beat. There's a flow, there's yeah. a flow to it and everything. But that battle rap, man, there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, man, it's yeah. like watching boxing. I yeah, mean, if, for, for you to be a for you to be a boxing a boxing guy, Sam, like it's, I know you have to appreciate the 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 uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like all the antics that come with it. You know what I mean? The showmanship, the the build up, the ring entrance, the it's verbal sparring. It's fucking great. exactly. But with rhyme, so it's like it's it's another, you know. There's a uh, there's talent there's there's talent there. 
Yeah, man. Spe- uh, uh, Sam, shout uh we're, we're definitely gonna have to get into that one day too. Uh, when I finally do the show, when I finally, well, I'll be able to do it in, in two more weeks. My schedule is gonna change. But uh, yeah, one one of my one of my guys is um, is Calico, uh, right here from Detroit, man. So he's not a cat. Yeah, he's a guy. He raps. It's not a cat. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm bummed. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was on the Instagram. And I, I found this girl, uh, and I, I just want to show them to the people. This is nothing. This is really a nothing segment. This is a visual for the radio, and I don't like doing visuals for radio, but I have to point this one out because this girl's amazing, and she's got great cans. Her name is, uh, uh, let's see, Hoppy Floppy. Hoppy Floppy. I'm going to show her. All right, here we go. Ready? Here we go, TJ. Hoppy Floppy. There she is. You can see her on the old uh, the uh, the YouTube channel if you're watching. She's got massive boobs, but her angle is on the Instagram. She drinks uh, those uh, those micro brews, you know, like those. Uh, you see it, TJ? Mm-hmm. Are you watching? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's got uh, great cans. Look at the titties on this one. What do you think, TJ? Give me some compliments. Give me give me something. I'm I'm over it already. They're like throw pillows. They're great. Look at the titties. Are you are you are you not are you not in in? I look at the boobs on her. Anything? I'm fucking loving this right now. You can do this on your own time. What? What's wrong with this? This is great. Look, we're in the corner. We can see each other. <laughs> Anybody? Nothing's nothing. Nothing. You don't like the boobs. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like boobs? But those are great boobs. I I, I, I want to follow her, people. TJ's not with it, apparently. Not with it. <laughs> I just we, yeah. Uh, all right, there you go. <laughs> all right, I don't know. I got nothing else. Oh, that's uh, yeah. That's for your own time. What does that mean? Well, I I don't. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to watch you on the other end. Get all excited with these titties. You know, I have to come back to that studio at some point, and I don't want to fucking have to walk in with a black light. It's a public and, service because because the, the microphone has you know. It's a public service to the folks of something. Yeah, but you know, I got talking to that mic, and I don't. No, I'm not. Jerking I don't want off. you to get you. I'm not jerking off in here. Maybe. Maybe not. Shut up, Michael. <laughs> Maybe fuck yourself. <laughs> not doing that. Oh, my God. Right. It was All at right. this moment that he knew he fucked up. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back more on LunaticRadio.com show right after these words, people. You're listening to the Lunatic Radio Show. Follow him on Twitter at Lunatic Radio. Follow us on the uh, goddamn social medias. Live number colon 718-690-9290. Happy uh, anniversary, Woodstock. 50 years. Um, oh, Peter Fonda died. Easy Rider, 79 years old. R.I.P. Peter Fonda. Remember the movie Easy Rider with Jack Nicholson? Old movie. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's an old movie. Yeah. 
Classic. Uh, he was Something on, I should watch or no? Peter Fonda was on uh, on Golden Pond, I believe. That movie. What? What's that? So I'm saying is it a classic? Something I should check out? Uh, Easy Rider, yeah. I mean, yeah, Easy Rider. It's not that great. I mean, it's one of those movies that I, I, I don't know if it was like critically acclaimed when it came out, but maybe it got a cult following. Jack Nicholson's in it, so... Got to be good. Yeah, he, he's... He's got to uh, be good. Yeah, he's, he's one of them guys, so... Uh, he's one of them guys that people watch. I don't know. Uh, I was also thinking about it. In, in the anniversary of the, uh, the, the Woodstock 50, um, in, a, in a Twitterverse thing, <laughs> I was... Uh, excuse my burping, but not really... Um, you know, no, hey, like you think you think this world is like crazy. Like everybody's like, mm-hmm. oh, this world's going mad. This is uh, this is nuts. But if you actually think about the 1960s, there were three assassinations in the 1960s. Could you yeah. imagine if like social media was around back then, with three assassinations happening in a decade? Oh yeah. Well, I always, I always say that. I always say that the world's always been crazy. It's just that now it's at our fingertips right. because we have. The technology to show it all, right? And I always you think I mean? I'm always thinking like, oh, this world's going mad. It's way worse than it used to be, but it really isn't. <laughs> it's kind of the kind of just the same, almost, just different. You know, like the, the yeah. Thing- there's yeah. I mean, this it, it's just it's more more assholes have access to it, and more people have stupid opinions. Yeah, just more dumb opinions. Can you imagine if like three assassinations happened in in the last decade? No, like now that would be nuts. That'd be crazy. Yeah. But yet yeah. it happened in the 1960s, and we got we got around it. We had 9/11. We got around that. Um. Yeah. It's just it, it's it's a it's a it's amazing, and we, I don't want to get in a, off on a tangent, but it's it's amazing how we are so great of a country that we come together. You know, our era is 9-11. You know what I mean? That's a huge thing to happen. And the way we came together, and at the same time, I mean, as soon as that gets done, we're back to being assholes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we're back to being divided. We, we, we know how to come together, and then all of a sudden we know how to split up the next fucking day. Like, we're like, we're like, we're like two best friends, right, that get into it at a bar, okay? Mm. We're drinking. We get into an argument. We fucking start arguing. And it looks like we're about to come to blows because we're just so passionate about what we're talking about. And then some fucking outsider comes in. You know what I mean? And and comes in and, and, and tries to fucking say his two cents. Mm-hmm. And you and your best friend leave your differences aside for a second and go fuck that guy up. And then we're like, okay, we'll get back to our shit later <laughs> because he's not one of us. So fuck him. That's yeah. what America is. When somebody else fucks with us, we come together and right. we say, "Hey, let's put our differences aside for a second. Right, let's yeah. go fuck them up." That'd and be- then, and then, as soon as they leave and we get that resolved, we're back to bickering at each other. That's kind of what it is. That's yeah. kind of what it is. But I, I can't imagine like reading, like say, like you know, like if uh, Twitter existed or, or or Instagram existed when JFK got assassinated. I can't imagine watching the Twitter feed. That day, oh, <laughs> oh my god! What would that be like? That'd be insane. Oh, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be disgusting. The 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 it'd be like, disgusting. You know how like we always say like the rabbit hole I I found myself in on on YouTube. Like I just mm-hmm. started watching videos and it led to me going some direction. So you know, 
Can you imagine the rabbit hole you would go down if a president got assassinated and then you had to follow it on Twitter? Like, what? Could you you imagine the the sick commentary and opinions of all these Twitter fingers? Right. How? But like, I was I was watching this thing the other day, and I'm just like, okay. uh, I forget what it was. It was in 1963 that JFK got assassinated. Then it was 1969. Robert Kennedy, and then 1969 uh, MLK, Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. same year. So that's that's three assassinations, two in one year. That's mind-blowing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was just having this conversation because it, it, here's a prime example. Hmm. Here's a prime example. And it's not as big as an assassination, but so Jay-Z hmm. made a deal with the NFL, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, to to start a, to start a program for social injustice and be part of the entertainment for halftime shows, right? And the first thing that pops up, oh, it's all about Jay Z and the halftime show. But weren't you supporting Kaepernick and all this stuff? And, and they forget the whole social injustice part. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's kind of like they take the fucking negative narrative every time. Are you saying that? every time? Are you? Are you? Saying- I'm saying like if there was an assassination mm. from back then, mm. now it'd be the same way. Where, yeah, they, pe- you know what I mean. People would take the negative out of it and have these fucking stupid opinions they- and make it something that has that has nothing to do with, and push whatever narrative is going to fucking sell because negativity sells. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody wants to know the truth, and I always say this. Shout out to my boy Charlemagne. He's not my boy, but I I am a follower of him. Mm. You know what I mean? I like his shit. He always says, Nobody cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. And right. that's that's social media in in a nutshell. Instagram, you put your you put your you put your, your shitty shit on Instagram? No. Put your best life on Instagram. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's a lie. It's or more entertaining. Your, or your activities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more yeah. entertaining. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. If something if, if something happens, they don't take the they don't take the positive out of it. Yeah, it's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. They take the negative and they go, let's run with that because negativity sells. We love hating on each other. I would have loved to see some hippie ass though back in the day. You know, what's that? <laughs> people had selfies. Oh my God. Selfies hippie in selfies in sixty nine. <laughs> you know? They could take those. Wow. Those, it would have been nasty and I would have loved it. A lot of fucking yeah. It would have been some gross shit. <laughs> Oh my god, a, a live blog from the Woodstock concert. Fuck yeah. Uh, Kaepernick's girlfriend went uh, negative on Jay-Z joining forces with the NFL. What is Jay-Z doing for the NFL? He's going to be the halftime show at this uh, year's Super Bowl. Is that what it is? Well, what it is is he actually uh, he he joined the NFL mm. um, with a program mm. that's going to focus on social injustice, right? Okay, so prom- promoting to help social injustice, and also he's going to be more involved with the halftime show because you let's keep it real: the uh, uh, entity like the NFL isn't just fucking uh, bringing in a social injustice program. You, th- you got to bring something with it. You know what I mean? You got to pay the piper and what, and, and he's an entertainer and they know that he's, he's kind of like a gatekeeper in hip hop. Right. They know that that's going to come with it. Right. You know what I mean? So they're not going to give unless they get, and that's what it was. They, they, they gave, you know what I mean? To, to, for the entertainment thing. 
You know what I mean? So if that's the way that it has to happen, you use your platform. That's a perfect example of using your platform. You know what I mean? Whether you agree or disagree with Colin Kaepernick kneeling, and we're not going to get into that, but I don't care if you agree or disagree. That's fine. That's fine if you disagree or you agree. Did he not get $80 million from the NFL, Colin Kaepernick? Do not? Yeah, but he's lost millions. But what I'm saying is, is that nobody, nobody talks about what the actual issue was. Jay-Z just said in this interview when he's sitting next to, to, um, um, uh, 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 shit, I'm having a brain fart. The uh, white guy, the giant white guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The Goodell, Roger Goodell. He yeah, said yeah. next to Roger Goodell. Yeah. And they asked him about would he kneel? And he said, we're past that. We're past kneeling. It started. It's, it's time for action now. So we can keep dwelling on kneeling. And if you agree or disagree, but what are you going to do after that? That's his whole mm-hmm. speech. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. It's what are you going to do after that? You know what I mean? It happened. It did what it was supposed to do. It raised awareness and had people having dialogue and talking where there was negative or positive people had dialogue. Right. You know what I mean? And so now where, where, where do we go from here? Let's fucking capitalize on it and not just sit here and talk about it. Right. Yeah. yeah all right. All right. Because that's what we do. You know what I mean? Same thing with like fucking Trump issues. It he can- brings the best thing that Trump did was bring dialogue. I get it because you want to kind of pick it apart because Jay Z is a fucking billionaire and he right. fell so. And you want to pick it apart from you wanna, your from you wanna, your from your you wanna, apartment. You you want to pick it apart because these these are two massive entities coming together. And you believe there's some phoniness there. You know what I mean? But maybe there isn't. Maybe it's actually something that's good. And and just because Jay-Z's very successful, it put him in that position to actually make this deal with something that's massive like the the NFL, which is more massive than Jay-Z, obviously. Um, yeah. But, you know, yeah. So, but, but yeah. If, I, if I start a social injustice program with the NFL, it ain't going to go nowhere because nobody gives a fuck. Who am I? Yeah, who, who are you? But when it's you have Jay-Z. somebody that's influential, yeah, it's Jay-Z. who better who better do it? Right. The, Obama used to say, "I fucking I listened to Jay Z when I was the president." You know, that's a big fucking deal. You and know? he's respected. He's done some things where he's respected in a lot of different communities. You and, know what I mean? He's he's showed his hand. You know, when he helped out the Meek Mill uh, situation. You know what I mean? When he's there's so many different things that happen hmm. that he's that he's a part of, and he's you know an influencer on. You know what I mean? That it's like you can pick him apart all you want, but he makes changes. He makes more changes than the people fucking Twitter fingering and blogging. Well, he's got a, he's got a, is he making bucks off of this? Now that's what people are going to want to know. How much money is he making off of this stuff? We don't, we don't know numbers, but it's, it's a bigger, it's a bigger thing than, than money. Jay-Z doesn't need money. Jay-Z needs no money. I know. At all. But greed is good. Greed works. Greed Cuts through and clarifies. I mean, he's got to. Well, that's the part that the NFL's doing. The NFL knows that this is a good fucking look for them, yeah, because they're gonna they're not gonna lose money anymore when it comes to the entertainment side of it. So that's the give and take. Yeah, we'll we'll give you that because we know we're gonna get off of it. We're not gonna make money off social injustice programs, but I I but I get it. So it's a give and take. Man, I remember watching Jay Z on MTV playing pool, uh, and and MTV's there. And he's he's just he's just playing solo pool, hitting balls around the table, and I believe Sway Dizzle is next to him talking to him about something. Or it might have been Fab Five Freddy. Might have been Fab Five Freddy, actually. And I never thought that that guy would amount to what he's amounted to these days. Like he's you know he's a ju- he's a juggernaut of a human being. He's a he's a corporate he's a corporation 
on top of a corporation on top of a corporation. He's a giant. He says it best. He says, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's. Uh, it makes so much sense. It's that simple. Yeah, it is uh, pretty remarkable. I got to take a break because I'm getting an emergency phone call. And I keep on getting dialed from a family member. So I got okay. to gotta make sure what the hell this is. I'll take a break. Come back. com show right after these words. Comedy talk at its worst. It's the Lunatic Radio Show. All right, we're back. Everything's all right. Everything's good? My God. Sorry, folks. I had to get off the was phone. Was it an emergency? Ray, Ray ran out of wine? Or, 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 <laughs> or did, mom, did Mom McCann run out of wine? Kind of. They're all... I have uh, other members of my family in the in the city of Phoenix, Phoenix this weekend. So they're all apparently going out to dinner together, and I didn't know that. And they're uh, calling me wondering if I'm coming to dinner. And I was like, I, have no, I didn't know anything about dinner. And apparently they're going to some place, some Italian joint up in Scottsdale, which was uh, uh, rumored to be owned by uh, Sammy the Bull Gravano. Remember that guy? Hey, is that the restaurant where we picked up uh, Chris Italia from that one time? No, not that one. Oh, I was about to say, because that's the one. You, I, you, you get the fuck off the show. Go I, do that. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't that one. No, it's, it's another one. It's like next to a laundromat. <laughs> Oh, so it is mobbish. Yeah, no, it, it's a nice restaurant. That's, that totally sounds mobbish right there. But my father always tells me, like, Sammy the Bull Gravano used to own a portion of it or owned it or something like that. And I'm like, okay, why, why, why do I want to? I don't want to go there. I want to go eat where the snitches ate. Yeah, I don't want to go there. He's the, yeah, he's a rat, right? Isn't he a rat? But I don't want to even say rat. that on the, like, you know, maybe he's old. Is he dead? Is Sammy the Bull Gravano dead? I don't even know. No, oh, he's still locked up. So, and they're like, are you going? And I'm like, uh, no, I, I didn't even know about it. So I can't drive right now. So fuck it. I'm not, it's not happening. And they're like, okay. But they're calling me like, I get like, when you get one phone call and then another phone call, you think that there's a heart attack happening and I have to go, you know? Yeah. The reason why I live out in Arizona is to, you know, be here when the emergency happens. <laughs> you know yeah. that's what, that's why oh, I'm here. I, yeah, I know firsthand. Yeah, it's fucking, uh, that's why I'm back here. It's fucking insane. Um, yeah, it is the is the uh, lunatic radio show. Everybody, I don't know. We're talking about Jay Z. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we, we don't have to keep going on about it, but but yeah, that is big news, and uh, and I applaud the man using your platform for what you're fucking supposed to use your platform for when you get that big. Yeah, um, that's simple. Is that simple? If he did nothing. Then you could talk shit about how he did nothing. He's making a change. He's trying to make a change. And speaking of earlier, and I did want to bring this up too, because you have to fucking check this out. So, um, so I was speaking earlier about Jay Z, and I was talking about you know like the things he did for Meek Mill and paying for his lawyer and all this stuff because mm. the shit that he was going through was uh, us in the hip hop world. We we've been on it. We've studied it for a long time. I've right. been a fan, fan of Meek since he had fucking nappy dreads and was in. He was on house arrest because I was a big Cassidy fan, and Cassidy from Philly went over to his house and they just fucking were on YouTube just spitting bars back and forth for an hour, which was fucking was an awesome clip. You can check it out on YouTube. But anyway. Um, and we all know about the Meek Mill situation, the hip hop community does, and how fucking ridiculously, like, the, his whole 100 years of probation type shit was. I mean, it's absolutely 
ridiculous what he's going through. Well, he came out with a documentary in that. Um, for, I think I think it's a four or five part series on Amazon Prime, mm. and I'm two episodes in, and it's fucking it's awesome because it gets down to a lot of nitty. You hear rumors, but until you see you know documents, you see like real things. You're like, shit, this shit is fucked up. Almost the first two episodes, you almost like you get mad. This is fucked up, you know? Yeah. What, what the judge did to Meek Mill, is that what you're saying? Oh, that judge is a fucking piece of shit. Like, she, you can tell that she was just trying to manipulate him like she, like, like she was obsessed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. With, with, with trying to be responsible for him and everything he does in his life. And, and I mean, she said it on more than one occasion. You wouldn't be the guy that you are if it wasn't for me. You know what I mean? God, the arrogance of people. Is that, I mean, I always, I watch these documentaries and I hate that, like, I fucking hate, you know, I, I don't know. I always feel like they're coming from an angle. You know what I mean? Like, trying to push a certain narrative. I get that. Right. And, and I hate that about them. I hate that about, like, the modern day documentary, I feel like is a lot like that. That's why I was kind of blown away with it my, is. my, my, you know, my cousin's documentary wasn't like an angle driven documentary, but. There are a lot of documentaries where you're like, hey, I want to paint this person in this light, so I'm going to, you know. And I feel like, you know, true, like, I, I feel like there's not a true documentary anymore, which sucks. Well, but I, I, obviously, you, have, you haven't watched it, I, you know what I mean? Because we haven't really talked about it. I, you would have brought it up to me if you did. Yeah. But, uh, but here's, here's, here's where, I, where I look at some of these documentaries. And not just the big mail, but some of the documentaries. If you give me a documentary and there is, there is a lot of facts you know what I mean? There's a lot of paperwork that goes with that. Right. There's things that can't that that you can't push a narrative on because it's, it is what it is. Forensics, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like then you 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 go okay. That's what this did for me. It basically just it it it, it basically. Well, forensics doesn't lie. So if the if, if the paperwork's there, then it's yeah. It was like it was like okay. It was like I, I I heard this and it's a great great rumor great story whatever blah 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 and then you watch this and it just confirms everything that you thought. What was the, the Meek Mill was what on uh, probation for what? He was on probation for um, something he for, did when he was way younger, right? Like yeah, he was like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, um, he had a gun on him. Police police pulled up on him like they didn't have a warrant or anything, but he was staying at his cousin's house, right? And he was walking out of the house. And it's, and they just they came around the corner and just pulled up on him. Yeah, right. And and they they beat him up. They use his head as a battery ram. Uh, uh, all this different shit. You know what I mean? And you know fucked him up pretty good. And then so their story was well he he pointed a gun at me, which let's just sit back for a second. A black man pulls a gun on somebody. They're shooting people without guns. Right. <laughs> They're gonna shoot you if you pull a gun on them. So we all knew that was kind of like a fishy story, but, but that, then it's but, what, that, but, but that's that, not even the big part of it. That's but, just but that's, how they got him in the first place. But that's also an angle. What you just described, it's an angle. Like it's it's from pure. Who knows? I don't think he pointed the gun at him, but he had it on him. That's he had a gun exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he's yeah. not in the right. That's enough for the, just, That's enough for. But the that's enough. To, but it's yeah. but that's what I'm saying. It's not about that. It's about everything that's happened after that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they convicted him of of a bunch of different charges. Well, he had a gun charge. Right? He had a gun charge. 
Yeah, and yeah. then uh, he got put on. Uh, uh, he did serve the rest of his time. They got put on ten years probation. So uh, with with the probation shit, well, the, here's here's the thing. I've been on probation before. This is the main thing about probation. They want you to be just doing the right thing. Number one, you have to go to work. You have to get a job. You can't be doing whatever they th- thought you was doing before. Right. All right. You got to come in. You can't be on drugs. All this other stuff. He was doing all that. He's he's a rapper. So guess what? That's what he does. He he was giving the the court system his schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Of where he was going to be, when he was going to be there. You know, one of the times he was violated was Hurricane Sandy. They couldn't leave on a plane out of the city to get to their next destination. So right? he violated his probation. So a natural disaster happened, and he couldn't get out of New York City. So he had to uh, he had to drive back to Philly, so then they can get a flight from Philly to Atlanta. Okay, right. And that was a well, well. He got pulled over right outside of Philly, right before he got into Pennsylvania. He got pulled over. They they gave him a, a major violation. He was driving. No, his his driver was driving. But yes, he was driving to Philly so he can get a flight. Yeah. Instead, of, so his his schedule said he was supposed to fly out of New York to Atlanta. Well, Hurricane Sandy happened, so he couldn't fly. So he had to drive into Philly to then take a, a flight to. To um, was that to the, Atlanta? Was that the they thing violated that, him for that? But okay, so was that the thing that put him in jail again? That so that that was one of his violations. Mm. So then she put a restriction on him. First of all, that's how he makes his money is touring. Yeah, so she put right. a restriction on that. It's his job. Okay, yeah. so boom. So now he's in a uh, one of the major ones, and there's a bunch of them leading up to this. I'm just going to cut all the way to like the last one that locked him up for a while when Robert Kraft. And uh, and and the Seventy uh, Sixers owner and all of them had to come to his aid. Jay Z had to come to his aid. He was on a video shoot, mm-hmm. and everybody knows that Meek Mill is part of that uh, the 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 dirt bike life. You know what I mean? They love riding dirt bikes. Right. He's in a video shoot, popping a wheelie, and popping a wheelie. If you're on the regular streets, it's illegal. But this is a video shoot. Oh my! Where it's gosh. taped off, so yeah. they arrested him in New York. That's a violation. So they locked him up and and, and gave him another another no, year. They saw it on video, so they arrested him because they saw it on video. Yeah, that's horrible. but it was at a video shoot, right? But that's they, like if he that's like if he was an actor. Did somebody and he see, did something in a movie? They'd right. be like, yeah, we've seen a video of it. You're that's violated insane. for that. Insane. There's another violation that's where insane. they're in a they're in a music video. Him and Big Sean. Shout out to Big Sean, uh, Detroit. What up, though? With the same logic, Big Sean. With the same the same logic. judge. The same, same judge. Same, Him and this judge. Hold, listen hold to this. On. But let's point out to the people that are that are dullards and are listening to the show. Same logic is that you can get arrested for anything you do in your apartment if it's on video <laughs> and it's illegal. Say you were say I went into my kitchen table and I was just like, "Here's a little, yeah, yo, you know, let me watch some Netflix." Right? In this video of that, yeah. and they show it to a judge and be like, "Oh, okay, let's let's arrest him because he just I saw him snorting cocaine." You know, right? But this is popping a wheelie. In a video shoot. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. So that means there is no more laws of how you can drive in a video shoot because everything is blocked off. Hmm. You know what I mean? I've been to a movie set in, in, in downtown Monroe where they blocked off four blocks and there was a car chase, right? Now it's part of the set and everything. Hmm. There's a car chase. That'd be like him being the one that's driving the car, swerving around the corner and them going, yeah, I don't care if it was a, a movie set or not. That's a violation of street code. That's You're arrested, insane. and he didn't get he didn't get found guilty of popping a wheelie or whatever the you that know reckless ju- driving. That judge, but it, they still violated him. She should be locked up. She should be fired. 
Oh, she she's off the – well, here's what I'm getting to. Okay. So, so you know, stupid violations like that, right? There's another – There's a, I mean, there's countless violations. When he was with Nicki Minaj, they went back into the quarters, and Nicki Minaj uh, kind of told the story, but she didn't want to get in trouble. Cavernous ass, Nicki mug. Minaj. Cavernous ass. Let me just put that out. So, so <laughs> yes. So – she tells him in the in the quarters, and this is this is alleged that mm. she wants. Well, everybody knows that she wanted him to uh, work with Charlie Mack because Charlie Mack or Charlie Mack, I think his name is, yeah, is one of her friends, and wanted Charlie Mack to manage him. Mm. So she's always pushed the narrative: "I want Charlie Mack to manage you, not Rock Nation." And so she was trying to push that narrative and said, "Well, if you do, if you do a basically, if you do a, I want you to remix this old school song that I really like, and if you do that, you know what I mean? Then I'll let you." I'll let you off this last charge mm-hmm. that I was about to violate you for. So she's, you know what I mean? Trying to manipulate him through the court system to do her personal agenda. That's fucking crazy. So what happened was his two, that was a 2008 conviction. The conviction is actually at this point, they just now motioned what, to throw it out. What is this? Is this judge in Philly or something? Where's this? Judge? Yeah. Her name's judge Brinkley. She's, huh. she's complete cunt. And I don't use cunt often. Massive. But I will not. Massive raging cunt. So, so, um, they took her off the case. They mm. threw out the case and he's to get retrialed for the case with a new judge. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Which isn't a bad thing. Cause it's not like you get retrialed. So you have to go through it all over again. But when the retrial happens, it's basically going to be like, dude, you've done since 2008, you've been on probation since 2008. You've served jail time this many times for violations that weren't even that you didn't even get convicted of. But since you got arrested, here's how probation works. Cause I was on it and this uh. happened to me. I had to go do three months because uh. of stupid shit like this. You get pulled over, you have contact with the police, right? And even though you're not convicted of anything. That's a violation. It's a violation because you had police contact. God damn. So you violate. Well, that's what she was doing to him. He didn't get convicted of, of any of this stuff that he did. Right. It was all violations that she said it was a violation of his probation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, she would show up to, he had to do community service. She would show up to his community service. No judges in the history of history has done that. Like it's, nobody's done. Oh, that. she had a vendetta for this fucking. She guy. was obsessed with. She had a heart on. Maybe she wanted to blow him or something. Like blow his. You know. That is. You know what? That is a great. That is a great New York Irish white word for it. That is perfect. She had a heart on. If I've ever described somebody as having a heart on for somebody else, right. that would be the epitome of having a heart on for I, somebody. I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you, somebody professionally or you know on the street as she's walking to her car when. Uh, why are you fucking blowing the dick of fucking Meek Mill? Get off of it. Enough. Yeah. Well, she got taken out of the case. She's actually, I think she's in some scrutiny right now, some type of trouble. Yeah, but, no, that's like, a mental instability. That's what that is. That's, in, that's insane. You get the position of power, then you're using it like in an unhealthy way. She's stalking well, him. She's even, like, in a way, she's stalking him. Well, even 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 bigger than that. This, this is my this is my opinion. Mm. You know I mean this ain't this is just my opinion. But if I'm on pro, if I'm on probation, if I did a crime, right. say I was selling drugs, okay, and I did a crime and I did some time, and when I get out, I was on parole or probation, right? And they said, listen, you have to go get a real job because we know you have to get a real job so you don't go out there selling that shit no more, right? Right. And I get a real job, right? And my job, and and they're like, well, you know what? But we don't want you to be out at night because that's when all the crime happens. But my job is a midnight job, right? And I say, well, listen, this is only this is a, a great paying job. Like it's, I'm doing, I'm excelling there. I keep getting better and better. But it's a midnight shift, and them going, yeah, 
you're violated because I told you not to be out after 10. You know what I mean? It'd be like that type of scenario. So now we're talking about on a bigger scale, right? And that doesn't happen often. I'm just, I'm throwing out hypotheticals to, to say an analogy of this. So you tell the man to do what's to do a honest job Mm -hmm. and take your way, take your, take, take away from your street shit or whatever. And his vice is rapping, doing music. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't want they don't want you to do that. Yeah, right. And, but you're 100 percent legit. You don't carry a gun because you have bodyguards. Right. You know what I mean? You know you're not smoking weed. You know what I mean? You're not you're not doing anything outside of what you're supposed to be doing. Yes, you have to leave town because that's that's your job. Right. That's part of the job. That's how you make money. You know what I mean? That's part of your set. That's how you make money. Right. And they they're okay with that. But because you didn't leave an airport at 8:05. But the plane got delayed till eleven fifty seven. Sat on a guess what? You violated because some kid fucking you know threw up on the in the front row or something. Yeah, you you violated. <laughs> you violated. Man, that's really got to be a shit fucking thing if you're. Uh, this you know, kid puked on the plane. Meek Mill's up and you and you're fucked. <laughs> Meek Mill's on probation. He's on a JetBlue flight to fucking Philly, and some kid fucking spills his fucking. You know, something. Some hey, listen, scream. you know what it sounds like? I'm going to give you the perfect analogy, Kieran. <laughs> sucks. You're a New Yorker. I'm going to give you a perfect analogy. <laughs> you got hit by lightning. Fuck you. Pay me. <laughs> right. Exactly. This guy had he, this guy had Hurricane Sandy hit. Right. And they were like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, they don't care. Pay me. Yeah, you should have yeah. got a boat. It's the mob. It's the mob. Yeah. That's the way the mob out, uh, operated. You should have got a jetpack and fucking flew with your jetpack. So right. there was no planes what's the line from flying the, out of what's the, fucking Tito Burrow that day. What's the line from The Departed when that guy's tuning up fucking the dude in his little shop? He's fucking beating the shit out of him. Leo hits the guy with a gun. And the guy's like, what's your problem? He's like, I don't make it. We'll make more money. <laughs> You yeah, know? that's what fuck. it is. It's a fuck you pay me. Yeah, it's not a it's not a resolution. It's fuck you pay me. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm gonna start it. a hashtag. Judge Brinkley, aka Paulie from Goodfellas. It really, it is a mob. It's a mob mentality. It's a mob. Fuck you pay me. The logic is the same. And you know? and what and and what and and what stuck out so much to the black community was there's so much injustice going on with mm. racism mm. and cops and everything that we see, you know what I mean? Cause they put, they throw it in our face every day. Right. And, and there are so many better good cops than there are bad cops. Right. I'll be the first one to say that. Right. But with this whole situation, it was a black cop that testified against him. It was a black judge that kept bringing him down. It was a black manager behind the scenes trying to fucking pull strings that's what makes it even worse. In a, in a, in a time wow. where we're actually seeing oppression, because the, pre, black oppression on black people has been going on forever. But since, like we talked about earlier, now you can actually see it because there's more technology and there's more people reporting like, shit and all this it, stuff. It was black and, on black prosecution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> black on black crime to the fullest. And it's like, oh, I know, I know. I'm 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 laughing about. It. I'm, I'm I'm in a good spirit laughing about it. But yeah. it's like. That's what that's what black kind of makes black it even worse. It's legal like legal maneuverings. Yeah, in a time in a time where the, the focus is is how the white man always brings you down. Right. This is not that in case. This case is totally different. no. It's your own people. She's from the streets of Philadelphia. The wow. judges. So you would think out of everybody, she would kind of get it. Like you're doing There's well, and you brought. Do they not he's have he's made so many jobs for drug dealers. It's ridiculous. Is there some sort of drug dealers have have? I mean, there's 200 jobs that Meek Mill has has made or put people he's put on Meek Mill to legitimate Philly, businesses. Right? He's from Philly. Huh? 
He's from yeah. Philly, right? So yep. is there a, is there some sort South of Philly? Did the documentary say anything? There's like the history between the the. No, the, they don't have history uh, personally, but no. she's from. Uh, I don't know if she's from South Philly or North Philly, but she's from Philadelphia. Sure ahead. Is there a type of thing in Philadelphia where like certain sections of Philadelphia, like folks from this section, totally hate this section? You know what I mean? Is that is that type of deal? Oh, like, I, I don't. I don't know. Like that. almost I'm, like a not... Crips of Bloods thing. I don't know. I don't no, know if I the documentary said. I, I don't know like. Philly like that, but well, I haven't got. I've, I'm only in, in the second part of it, but mm. um, and I'm sure they'll fucking break down something at some point. Once and I and I partied on top of a rooftop, like uh, like where Rocky was, dro- you know, jogging down on the movie. That is beautiful. That is a beautiful part of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Unless you ask Bill Burr. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, right. That fucking that's hilarious. We interviewed him actually back in the day on that. Go look that up on YouTube, people. Um, yeah, that's yeah. fucking yeah, great. That's, so know. where's where's that documentary? What's the name of the documentary so that people know? It's on Amazon Prime. Um, I'll tell you right now. Go ahead and talk to the people. I'll, I'll, uh, Amazon Prime, the Meek Mill documentary. Is it a is it a documentary series? Yes. All right. So yeah. By the way, shout out to Johnny Ringo in the chat room. Uh, Johnny, yes, I'll go shooting with you. I'm a big uh, non-gun guy. And uh, everybody out here in Arizona owns guns. They want me to go shooting with them, and I want to be around the gun. It's and, called uh, it's called Free Meek. Free Meek. Yep. Meek Mill is a talented rapper, though. I thought he was like he's great, man. I thought he's he actually- was. Be honest with you, back in the day when when I first heard of Meek Mill, I thought he was just riding the cavernous booty of uh, of his girlfriend at the time. Um, what's her name? Who's the Nicki cavern- Minaj? Nicki Minaj. But then I, uh, I never realized he was actually a really good, <laughs> really good rapper. He's a great rapper. What up, though, Eddie? Eddie in the chat room. What up, Cuh? And Short Stack. I like it. I like that. I like that. Short Stack, motherfucker. Uh, all right. Um, uh, let's get off this for a second because I have to ask you a question because I need your take now. You got my take because every time we talk about hip hop, you know, I'm like the inside guy. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about shit that's Irish, you're my inside guy, buddy. What's, wow. what's up? With, what's up with your boy, man? What's up with your boy Connor, man? Oh yeah, I saw that shit. Uh, punch well, some old guy in the face, man. Well, the I old, know that's how they that's how they greet each other in Ireland is they punch each other in the face and I slay a shot. Connor McGregor gave a, gave a shot to a to an older man at a bar. Where was was it in Ireland? This is in Ireland, yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the older gentleman gave us, you know, a snide remark about his uh, whiskey or vodka, whatever the fuck he has out. Uh, yeah, no, he's uh, Connor's just very. Um, he's he's immature, dude. He's he's fuck, got too much. He, money. he was probably probably drunk. He was probably. He's drunk. got too much money. I mean, that's the epitome he, of giving somebody they never had shit a bunch of money, and they just fucking can't act right. I, the only the only time I ever saw the video was I was on the I was on the uh, I was on the bike at the gym, and I'm watching it on TMZ, and it mm-hmm. looks like Connor's pouring three shots of his whiskey into cups. Yeah, and the guy said something, and they gave him a smack. So I, I would imagine Connor had a few shots before he poured those shots. So I imagine he's a little tipsy, uh, and he Kieran, gave him a smack. Yeah, Kieran, you, he's, you, he's, he's like, Irish. Trust me, I'm at the. He's I, Irish. I, I'm had, sure he had a few shots before this started happening. I am at. I am. I'm probably at four or five beers. If somebody came into me and gave me a really snide remark right now, like talk down to me, I'm fucking. I'm ready to. I I'm gonna lose, but I'm ready to go. <laughs> 
I'm ready. Fucking, let's go. You know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fight. And that's what Connor did. Uh, Connor doesn't give a shit. He's Irish. Who get Irish don't give a fuck about age. We hit. We we well, we. We're let, in, we're let me tell you something. Irish. You don't want you don't want the shit to go wrong because because if if he doesn't smack that man and put him in his place, you know, old Irish fuckers can still get down. Here's my. Here's, if that motherfucker would have knocked out Connor, then we would all been seeing a video of oh shit, Mr. MMA legend gets knocked out by old man. You know what I mean? Suge Knight got knocked out. When it comes to fighting, <laughs> Irish people are totally reactionary. We're just like, we're ready. We're ready on a boom. I don't I don't like fighting Irish people. Boom. I don't. Boom. We're ready I've been to a go. lot of fights we're in my life. I don't like go. fighting Irish people. And we don't. I like to talk it out with Irish people because I don't like to fight we don't, with Irish people. We don't mind taking a beating. So that that's the crazy part. The, the crazy part about Irish people, we don't mind taking I mind taking a beating. But most Irish guys don't mind taking a beating. Like they'll they'll fight until, you know, if they're losing, they're gonna lose. But if if they're winning, be scared. Let me tell you something <laughs> because Karen. they might you not stop. You know what's you know what's you until know what's scary to me. Off. You know what's really yeah. scary to me. Yeah, is and I know how to I know how to box on an amateur level. Done it right. Mm. I know how to throw them things. I've taken a couple of losses. Have a lot more wins. Right. Mm. Really not scared to knuckle up because I, I believe that. If you don't fight, you lost. If you fight, you don't lose. Even if you lost the fight, you don't lose because you fought. If you believe in something that's that's worth fighting for, you know what I mean? You're a coward if you don't fight for it, right? Right. That's what I believe. Mm. But with that being said, let me tell you something. When you Irish motherfuckers, when I when I give you a good one of these and you look back at me and do the white boy, come on. Woo! Come on. I go, oh shit. What? Where's my sounder at? What? Hey, this is what it is, kid. This is what it sounds like. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Yeah. What is that old Eddie so, Murphy? When they look at me with that look in their eye, like, like, yeah, please do it again. I'm like, oh, shit. I should have packed the lunch. What was that old Eddie Murphy line from Rod? Is it? He's like, he hits the Italian. Italian oh, like, the Italian. Right, yeah, outside the movie theater. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Come on. Man, you Irish fuckers are different. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we get. I've had my fair share, and let me tell you, it's, it's, it, it doesn't. You get disinterested. Yeah, it doesn't it. happen. We, we get disinterested. It doesn't happen like you think it's gonna happen. I'll tell you that. Uh, it, it, it's a, ra- it's a. Ra- my dad has it. My dad has it with the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that comes on the TV, if it's, like, if, if it's, you know, he just he yells at it. He was. Oh God! Forget it. I you don't should, you should get a tech guy to go over there and play a joke where it only plays CNN. Oh my God! The he would, Democratic angle. He would honestly hit and he it. can't change he would, his TV. He hit it with a chair. He, <laughs> just Dom Lemon and fucking your cat would be flo- dude. He would grab your cat by the fucking tail and throw it. And fucking Lulu I, would be hiding in a corner somewhere. My poor She's, cat. Lulu's 150 pounds, and Lulu would find the little smallest crevice to fucking go hide in. Eddie, give us oh, your take man. on the uh, on the uh, Conor McGregor thing. Seven one eight six nine zero ninety two ninety. Call into the radio program, Eddie and uh, Johnny. Team Left Jab. Every what is Team Left Jab not calling in for that? The Conor McGregor shot heard around the world. By the way, you know what that shot should cost? You, you know what that shot should call cost him? Hundred forty grand. It's just a slap. It was a slap on a temple. It wasn't even a fuck. 140 grand. 140 grand. No, you give that guy a couple bottles of whiskey and you tell him to get on his way. Yeah, it's not going to happen. 
it, different. It's on. It's on TMZ. It's across. It's only us stupid Americans news. that try to fucking get a million dollars out of a little smack. You know if what I mean? If I'm a lawyer, that's worth 140 grand. Boom, 140 grand for that guy. Connor's got it. Connor's got fucking nearly 400 million. 140 you know, grand you know, to drop you know, a bucket. I just realize is that a lot lately. I've been calling us stupid Americans. I really feel that way. We're stupid Americans. I hate America. Us? I love America. Are you talking about in general or us? No, I'm saying like every time like there's a subject, like I'm like stupid Americans. Like we act so fucking stupid. I'm oh, saying we, we yeah, as no, Americans. We do. Yeah, yeah. We, we are. We, we you know are. I mean? We, we are. I, I almost wish that it was one of them things where, hey, you get a smack, either you give a smack back or, you know what I mean, or somebody fucking pays you with a couple bottles of whiskey and you go about your business. No. Nobody got fucking really hurt. Nobody got fucking. But this will be a lawsuit. We are. No, we are in general. Well, it's, it's, I feel like rules. I feel like rules. I feel like hand to hand with rules at a bar, right? Like as long as you're not using a weapon, and as long as you stop before you trying to uh, get to the point where in the court it's called um, attempted murder or, or um, assault with, and then tend to do great bodily harm less than murder. That's actually what it's called in the courtroom. It, it, if you do anything under that, like a simple assault, hmm. right? You should be able to, like, go to counseling and then, like, that's it. Because if you're in a bar and you're drinking and shit gets out of hand and somebody disrespects you, you should be able to give him a smack. And that's what he did. He gave him a smack. Yeah, fuck off. You know what I mean? I'm not condoning hitting old people, but hitting old Irish people in Ireland, I'd have to believe. You know how many times that's probably... You tell me I eat chicken and watermelon, guess what? I'm be stereotypical Irish people. You bring up a good point. You you bring up a good point. You know how many times that kind of smack has happened like at a club like that around the country within the last week? You know? It's probably happened a lot. You know? Hypothetically, that was... Let me finish. Yet he's Conor McGregor caught on video. Exactly. So now he's going to pay. But yet Tommy hit Steve the same way at the flying point the other day. And, you know, they just went home and they're just going to their fucking, they're going to the community college the next day and taking English class and everything's fine. You know. You know what? Uh, 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 first of all, shout out to Rock. Rock chimes in. Mm, chicken and waffle, or chicken and watermelon. Now I'm hungry. But yes, listen. <laughs> I love Rock. He's such a dick. Uh, no, he, that's awesome. That's <laughs> good content. Uh, Fuck uh, you. Yeah. Um, no, but what I'm saying is, ale- uh, or, uh, hypothetically, uh, when I was younger, hypothetically, allegedly, when I was younger, uh, what I was told I like to do, mm. hypothetically, allegedly, is smack people because it, it because you at the. At, this okay. I'll just say it. This is this used to be my take on shit, right? Yeah. When I was young and dumb, and like when somebody fucking because you always got somebody drunk or somebody just stupid with stupid agenda that wants to come at you, right? And if you smack them, you find out real quick where is it going next? Because people pump their gums all day, right? They yeah. bump their gums, they bump their gums, and you don't really know if they really want to get down or not, right? But if you smack them. It, it, it's it's a violation. Like you feel like less than a man, right? Yeah, like, you get smacked. I've that's worse than getting punched. That's worse than getting punched. Yeah, that's like no. getting spit on. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. you smack somebody and you smack somebody just to see where it goes next. So then you don't have to fucking feather through all the little, well, what does he mean by saying this or saying that or saying that? I don't like talking. It's I'll like smack a, you and then let's see where it goes. What happens after a smack is like a test punch. 
Exactly. Exactly. Like, eh, Listen, I'm not gonna knock you out, but like, but like, if you're yeah. serious about what you're saying, I'll know now. Otherwise, you'd be like, "Damn, what the fuck, dude? That was fucked up." A smack is like, like a smack is like a test punch, but it's also it's belittling. It's belittling. It's belittling. I'm gonna smack yeah, you and say, is. "Listen, it's up to you now to really re- to really think. Do okay. you want to do this or you not? You told me so you, you want to do it or not. There's oh. no more talking. All right, fucking Billy. You told me to throw the first shot. Boom. Okay, what are you going to do now? Come on. Let's go. What oh, are you gonna my do? God. I that's used to a, hate that shit. When people used to go, when people used to go, hit me first. Hit me first, bro. You right. Know, but that, I was smack, never about that. A smack is hitting you first, right? You that's what, what I'm saying. I was never about that. I would just be like, if somebody bumped their gums, I'm, I don't, what, what do I want to talk to you for? I'll give you a smack, and then let's see what happens. Right. Like, like, uh, fuck, or draw. like Chris, let's see what happens. Like Chris Cuomo did this week. The guy that, Wait, well, he what? Did, he never Chris Cuomo from uh, CNN. Who's that? Oh fuck it. Let's, okay. He did the. I don't want to go. Let's, let's continue okay. with our conversation. Fuck that guy. Um, yeah. I'm not condoning just going around hauling off smacking people, but you and when you're in a situation, you know, like listen, like you're only talking for show. Like it's the guys that are like that, like they talk about they want to fight, and they're like, hold on, and then they take their watch off. They're like, yeah, motherfucker, blah blah, and then like they take their earrings out. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, and then they take the shirt off. They don't really want to fight. They're trying to like, they're yeah, you know like, what they're like. They're like, they're please, like, please, please don't, and t- please just go home. I'm taking my shirt off. I'm doing this like ballet of. <laughs> they're like how just how go. bears stand up to I show how big they are, or like yeah. how cobras. You know what I mean? Their whole thing is to like make right. it seem like they're bigger than what they are. You right. know what I mean? But uh, that's got, that whole thing. A man's, so while a they're fucking taking their shirt off, you give them a smack, and you see if he's gonna put his shirt back on. Or keep his shirt off. And so then you don't have to fucking feather through. Should I do this or not? Yeah. I don't have time. Listen, I like to drink. I don't have time to fucking spend a half an hour of my life trying to figure out if somebody wants to fucking fight me or not. I come from that. I come from the, uh, like, um, a town where it's just like 99.99% white guys. And there's like two. (laughs) I already knew where you was going to go. There's like two black kids in the whole high school. Two token guys, right? But when the white kids would get into a fight with each other, like in high school, uh, it would be like one guy smacks the dude, and then the dude that got smacked, he does this big fucking performance, oh, like oh, he's shit. the most insane oh, person. Not me, right? Not me. Like he, he's, me. he's King Kong climbing the Empire State Building and swatting around. Like he does that whole performance. Like he's. So insane that you can't like he's a he's just like a fucking tornado of fucking yeah, fury. Like yeah, get, I remember, I can't tell you. I've seen that. I've seen that performance twenty times on the on the lawn on the front lawn of chicks' houses during a fucking house party. I've seen that performance a million times. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous because they really because, don't want to do. Because they want the, something for show, and that's what gets you in trouble. Here's the thing: the show gets you in trouble. Because once you start having a show, it gives people time to get this out. <laughs> yeah, because eventually, yeah, but you know, but some time. But eventually, you're gonna get the guy on the other side who smacked you, and you're doing the rip the shirt off thing, going, "You know what I miss?" He goes, "Come on," <laughs> then you're right. fucked. Right. <laughs> you know your right. big performance you know, where you're you know, punching you the know car, what? hitting the window. You know what you else like, I hate? Yeah. You know what else I hate? Because this has happened to me. I've been arrested. <laughs> I've been arrested seven times, right? Two of the seven times have been a situation where somebody started some shit with me. Hold on. Here we go. Caller. Caller, you're on the air. Go ahead. Caller, go ahead. 
Hey, what's up, Karen? What's what? up, TJ? Sam from Team Left Jab. Hey, Team Left Jab, what up? What up, though, Sam? What's going on, guys? Yeah. What's up, what up though? <laughs> yeah, I want, yeah, as far as Conor McGregor goes, he's still on that high from all that Floyd money. He's going to basically do whatever he wants, I think, as far as, you know, Dana White never really does anything to him. He never really gets arrested or anything or, you know, gets in deep trouble. So he's riding that high right now. I don't think, you know, he, he's ever going to really get under control now. I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. I said that before. It's it's he's he's gotten so much money he doesn't know how to fucking act. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. No. He he needs to uh he needs to go to WWE though. He has no interest in in really doing MMA anymore. He's loaded. He has the personality to go to WWE and he could smack everybody over there. It's all fake anyway, and he'd make a ton of money out of it. But I don't know. I, if Ronda Rousey did, I'm sure he could do it. Yeah, no, yeah. I think he needs. I, to, I think he needs. I agree to, with that, but I think he needs to fight again. I think he needs to fight UFC again. I was just about to say. I think that. I, well, here's 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 what I uh, my honest opinion. I know we were joking about fighting this shit earlier, but here's my honest opinion. My honest opinion is the guy needs some attention. I don't think it's about the money or nothing else. I think he needs attention. Mm, I yeah. really do. I think that he got he got that's more good, instead of good, addicted to the a, money, he got addicted to the fame. That's a really good point. I think he's more. You know addicted, I, mean? yeah. I think he's more addicted to. I think the I think the fighting actually took a like a secondary deal to his fame. He's more exactly. addicted to the fame than he is fighting because yeah. To be honest with you. You look at his career, and we talked about this on your show, Sam. Like he's not a he. Like his career is not great. I told you right. on, on on Team Left Jab when I when I did my call in. I was like, I watched a documentary on on Conor McGregor, and I was like, why is there a documentary on Conor McGregor? Because his <laughs> career is not that fantastic at all. It's right, mild right. as at best, you know. What did he have? Like three Las Vegas fights? Who gives a shit? You know. Yeah. yeah. And he lost two of them, <laughs> or something. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you would have thought that you know he'd be dying to get the Khabib rematch going. He's really not looking to do that. Um, you know, no, because that guy will eat his balls. Stuff, but yeah. yeah, he's got some losses and stuff. He, he's more. He's more. I think he's more famous, and he's gotten a lot more you know, chances than, than his um, ability is more of based off his personality. I mean, he yeah, has he sells tickets. To, yeah, absolutely. He sells tickets, Sam. We know what that yeah. is. Right. There's, you know what? There's, there's, here's an analogy for you. There is a hundred rappers, a hundred rappers that I've came across in my day that are better lyrically than your top five dead or alive. Right. right. But are they going to sell a ticket? No. There's a hundred right, fighters right. better than Conor McGregor right now. But can they sell a ticket? No. Let me interject. Boxing's the same thing. Let me interject. You know what yeah. I mean? It's Tupac can sell a ticket. If Tupac came back, his 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 show should be one hundred thousand no. dollars a ticket. What I'm saying is, Tupac can sell a ticket. Lyrics, me. Hmm. Oh, I thought you meant like right now. I was about to say, if they no, bring that motherfucker no. back from the dead, I'm listen. Tupac. I'm breaking the bank to fucking go see it. What I want to be a part of it quickly. I don't want. <laughs> I mean, to like that. Tupac. I, what I'm saying is, is Tupac can sell a ticket better than he can rap. That's yes, what I'm saying. I agree. I agree. That's yeah, a perfect right. analogy. Back to perfect. So, Sam, I got a question for you. Go ahead. And yeah. this is a shout out to uh, Leroy Jenkins in the chat room. Mm. Um, so, would you rather see uh, Conor McGregor uh, have a rematch with Floyd Mayweather or fight Bagel Boss? Bagel Boss. One hundred percent. Thank you. One hundred percent. Be honest with you, I would watch a Bagel Boss porno because <laughs> I just want to see somebody from Medford get laid. 
That's a local reference. And that's actually that's actually like a good last point as far as Conor McGregor goes. It, it, is like, was he, why did he get the Floyd fight? You know, it was like you said, there was probably well three or four other MMA guys that would have put up a better a better fight against Floyd because Floyd was going to win 100%. no matter who they put in there, but. McGregor well, got it because of his think, personality, and he sells a lot of tickets, and 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 it was just going to sell a lot more. I think McGregor is almost like the Ronda Rousey version, you know, like yeah, like their their, their careers almost like uh, it sort of mimic each other because I feel like MMA has passed McGregor by, you know, like the yeah. guys are so ferocious now, like he has no chance of competing. And the same thing happened with Rousey. Rousey found that out real quick. You know what I mean? I don't. She th- sells a yeah, ticket. Th- yeah, but yeah, yeah, but they both sell tickets. Yeah, they sell tickets, man. That's what it's about. Yeah, which that's is shitty. It's uh, it, 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 I think that's a, I think that's a black eye on this fucking sport. I mean, because people people watch it because you can you can entertain them, but yet you get your ass kicked in the ring. It sucks. We we had yeah. listen. We have been a part of that for the last uh, I don't know over a decade. In, in both in both combat combat sport, like we've been at that, like it's all about the the fucking show, and it's all about the perfect matchup, and it's all about these fucking three hundred, four hundred million dollars fights. Because back in the and day, nobody's really like like back in the day. You want to talk about back in the day? And oh shit, we got Sam on the line right now. Like this can go on forever, but hmm. you know what I mean? When motherfuckers wanted to fight, they fought the best. It didn't matter the name, right? And they would fight them right, two or three right. times, no matter the outcome. You know what I mean? Everybody would fight everybody. You know, we, if we were back in the 70s, a Mayweather-Pacquiao fight wouldn't have fucking waited until they were both towards the end of their career. Right, they would have fought on their right. up-and-coming, they would have fought in their prime, and then they would have fought again in their prime. Well, there wouldn't have been a fucking, when they're on the downslope fighting. Jump because the best right. fighters fought the fucking Jump. best people. Well, That's Sam, it. Sam, obviously you have more expertise on this subject than, than uh, TJ and I do. But jump ahead. I think we were spoiled with Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson was the fucking crazy character, and he knocked motherfuckers into the you know. Yeah. He, he's an exception. He's he, definitely an exception. He was that guy. I think that that spurred upon this thing because as his you know his knockouts you know kept on happening, he be, he became you know he, he started getting the voice in the ring at the post fight interview. Right. You know, when the game, he was like, I'll rape, you oh, know, yeah. I'll, I'll fuck his mother, I'll yeah. rape his children, yeah. I'll eat his and then, baby. And then in between that yeah. time and what we have now, we missed a, a quick, small, potential golden era. I loved fucking Manuel Marquez. I loved Cotto. I loved, like, all these guys that were fucking battling it. Even though Floyd yeah. had name, even though Oscar De La Hoya had name, those are the fights I enjoy. And we don't talk about it enough in the boxing world, mm. you know what I mean, that yeah. – these motherfuckers were fighting whoever, whenever, however. You know what I mean? We had a short stint of it, a short stint of it. But but right. but you're right though. With 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 like with Tyson, for example, you know, uh, heavyweight has has historically been so big. <laughs> and when heavy when heavyweight went down, <laughs> that's when everything started fucking up. But I'm laughing at well, your you, uh, Michael Madison in the chat room. Uh, we need a Connor, oh, that's big Mike. We need a, we need a <laughs> Connor uh, Ronda fight. <laughs> but see that's the frustrating part though like about um you talking about the heavyweight division is that for like the last 10 plus years oh you know the Klitschko's dominated and and it was basically just them fighting a lot of european fighters that nobody knew and they just dominated them and you know everybody was talking about we need another mike tyson we need another american heavyweight and then here he is now for the last five years deontay wilder guys like you know 40 and 0 with 40 knockouts 
or 39 yep. knockouts, but he knocked out every opponent. Um, he has a great personality. He's strong as hell. Um, you know, he, he's going to – this is the guy we've been waiting for. And, you know, although he, it seems like he's getting more popular now, you know, since he fought Tyson Fury and he's had the belt for like five years now, um, he would have killed Anthony Joshua had that fight happened before Anthony Joshua You know Lewis what? He would have. You're right. He would have, Sam. But here's where the problem lies. The problem lies is that if we would have had the Joshua fight with Wilder before Joshua took that L, it would have been a great anticipating fight, and we would have thought it was legit. True. Now, now they fucked themselves because Anthony Joshua took that loss. So now it'll yeah. never be the same. It's just like Pacquiao. And I hate to keep reverting back to Pacquiao and Mayweather, but we all know that that Maybe. once a time passes, there's things that happen in between that fuck up that whole the that, pay- that whole hype that that building up to. You know what I mean? If Pacquiao and fucking Mayweather would have fought when they were supposed to fight. It would have been one of the biggest fights of our time, and it could have been a trilogy yeah. that could have been fucking... Yet it still was when it happened. And yeah. it was big, but yeah. it wasn't... Listen, it wasn't what it was supposed it, to be. For them, it was big. They were supposed to go down with the Ali, Frazier. Yeah. They were supposed to go down in that. And, the, and they're, now, they're, now their legacy has a, has a little bit of a blemish on it. Let me I ask feel you, like same thing with Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. Let me ask you I this. think that now the fucking now they have a little blemish on it because of Anthony Joshua's loss. Let me ask yeah. let me ask you this across the board. It doesn't even have to uh you know be in the sport of boxing. The the day of legends is gone. Yes. Somebody being referred to as a legend is gone. What do you think? A living legend, yes. Yes. No, no, even like yeah, legends like I don't think no, like a current legend. Somebody yeah, yeah no, somebody is Listen, when we were now, watching Mike Tyson. We knew he was a legend. We could call Mike Tyson yeah. a legend when he was boxing. Are they going to call him a we legend? We don't have that no more. Are they going to call him a legend 80 years from now, 60 years from now, 50 years from now, 40 years from now? Are they gonna he's going to be one of the last He's going to be one of the last legends that they call a legend from that sport. Yes. But, but sometimes I'm sorry, I was just going to say sometimes we don't know a legend until after the fact. What happens if Deontay Wilder wins like his next 15 fights and goes undefeated and knocks everybody out and just doesn't lose? Um, right. Yeah, you're right. People who criticize him might have to take that back. In the sport of boxing, is that considered a legend? I would imagine it would be, right? Well, yeah, but the big, but the big, everybody. Yeah, but but the, but the big thing in the era that we're in right now is giving people flowers while they're still alive. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that's yeah. a trend. That's trending in the last five years. That's been a trending thing, and so everybody always try to uh, uh, say something's legendary a, a week after it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we haven't been able to sit down and smell the roses and appreciate some of these people. And I, I yeah, I, I do. You're right, Sam. I do believe that a guy like Deontay Wilder, but I'm saying as of right now, from what we know, we know that a living legend is like a Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? I, yeah. my personal belief is Mayweather is a legend. Some people don't agree. Yeah. I, I think that Mayweather is a legend. I think it's be. because I'm a boxing fan. You know what I mean? Some people that are outside of boxing are just in it for the combat sport and just they don't really know what's going on. They might not think so because it's not exciting anymore. But 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 after Deontay Wilder, let's say, Sam, this is my question for you. After Deontay Wilder, do you see anybody right now coming up that you can be like, man, that kid's going to be a legend? Um, coming up, I mean, Canelo obviously is someone who's here already and who's beat a lot of big names. He only lost to Floyd. Uh, he had to draw with, with Triple G and He's so young mm-hmm. still. I mean, he's going to beat a lot of people. Um, he's going to put up some kind of record. But um, Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford are my two picks. I mean, if I had to pick someone who, you know, guys that are 
young and coming up and look like nobody's really going to beat them anytime soon. And they're going to eventually have to fight each other, so someone's going to take yeah. the loss there. But that, if I had to put money down, that's the two guys I would put money on as far as the future of boxing and who could wind up being legends. Yeah, uh, especially Errol Spence. But I like Bud Crawford, too. I mean, they're yeah, so... Yeah, no, Errol um, Spence Jr. Dominant. is fucking is, is, is great. I, I agree with you there. And I, but it, I, I just hope that it doesn't happen where uh, uh, the certain fight that's supposed to happen, when it's supposed to happen, doesn't happen, and then it puts a blemish on his legacy. You know what I mean? But no, you're absolutely right. They have potential. Okay, I just want to ask you your opinion because I, I, I feel the same way. You know what I mean about a couple different fighters, but I want to ask I want to I want to ask you to see who the first person that popped in your head was. But yeah, I agree okay. with you. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, it's um you know there's there's always some good fighters out there. That, that's the two and Canelo, of course, who who's not you know he's been around a while. Um, as after that, I'm not too sure. You know, I mean Keith Thurman, mm-hmm. all these guys. You know, Sean Porter, they're a step below. They're like the B level compared to those two guys, but um. You know, boxing is always, to me, feels like it's always going to be a little corrupt. And, you know, you got bad judges, you have bad refs, you have promoters that won't work with each other. And that's why these fights, like right. you were saying, take so long to happen. And that's why MMA, and I'm I'm kind of a casual MMA fan. I mean, it gets kind of boring, you know, when, you know, the ground game and all that. It's just, you know, I mm-hmm. like boxing a lot better. But the one thing about MMA is that you don't see so many bad decisions and, you know, they match these guys up right away. I, you know, it's a whole different thing. I understand that. But uh, you don't wait five years to see two guys fight. They kind of do it I, right away. So I think that's why it's a little – the MMA is more popular than boxing, it seems like. You're yep. absolutely right. And uh, you're absolutely right. I 100% agree with that. And that, that's that's kind of what my bitch is about boxing nowadays is that that's why MMA has taken taken the combat sport by storm is because they fucking get it done. They get fights done. Yeah. Don't fucking beat yeah. around the bush and wait for the perfect moment, wait for the perfect right. payday. They just fucking fight. And right. they're fighting and for a lot less than they are in boxing. You know what I mean? Just, That's I respect just to that, throw too. One more, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, just throw one more name out there before I go, because I see um, Michael Mazin said, uh, Lomachenko. I forgot about him. Lomachenko is just, he's just beating everybody, and he's making them look silly in the ring. So he's another guy. Um, I Who's think that that's another thing with boxing that really frustrates me is that you see the American fans, they, they, they support overseas fighters more than they support their own. Like, you'll see more fans support Lomachenko or, or, or Manny Pacquiao or someone like that rather than, you know, support Floyd Mayweather or Terrence Crawford or Errol Spence. You know, they'll show up or, more. Or even a, Anthony Joshua. They, they support Anthony, Anthony Joshua. Joshua. Well, they support, support Anthony Joshua over Deontay Wilder. I, just, I never understood that. I mean, I yeah. don't understand that. They don't have pride well, in, their own, in their own fighters. You know, they, they'd rather support someone from – you know, Kazakhstan over, uh, you know, their guy. So I, I've never figured that is, out. Is Lomachenko like a giant human being or something? Is he a monster-looking type individual? Or No, yeah. he's small, actually. He's, yeah. a, he's a smaller weight. He's like 130. But he just, he's just, they call him like the Matrix. Like, he's hard to hit, and he just hits them from all different angles. And so he's got great... he makes his opponent look silly. Okay, so he's got great skill or something. Great skill, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting though. All right, let me let you guys go. Right, but it, it was great talking to you, TJ. Finally, and, oh, you um, too, Sam. Yeah, we're gonna get together soon, man. I promise you, dude. I've got like two more weeks, and all my shit's gonna be together, so I can so I can make it on your show. I would be honored to come on your show and talk some definitely. talk just some shit um, with you, I'm, not just fighting, but talk some shit. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll do our Thursday calling uh, next week. Thanks a lot, Karen. Yeah, all right, man. There you go. All right, Sam. thanks, Sam. All right, all right. Team Bye. Left Jeb, Sam. Everybody.
Yeah, man, big shout out to Sam. He's a great listener. He's a he's a great caller. And he, uh, if you guys don't uh, haven't listened to him, go check out his podcast, Team Left Jab, which Kieran is a frequent on there every two weeks. I think he does a Thursday show with him. So, um, big shout out to Sam, man. Great caller, great calling. Yeah, Sam's a good dude. All right, everybody, I got to take a leak. <laughs> I got to piss so bad. I've been thinking about that for the last five so minutes. Bad. All right, thank you everybody for checking out the Lunatic Radio Show. We went, uh, we're all over the map today, but we, uh, I think we got a radio show for you. So, uh, uh, uh quick announcement. Uh, the, the, the cast of Lunatic Radio Show, half the cast, and that's not because I'm half black that I say half the cast, but we will be in the same studio coming up here soon. I'll be out in AZ. We're gonna get, we're gonna try to do some, some extra shit for that, for the episode. That'll be fun. Uh, we might even bring back old Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins. Where, yeah, if, I got some if, things planned for your for your studio. Since if, I'm going to be back if, in AZ in your studio, I got some plans for your studio. If he'll make the trip. All right, man. Uh, follow us on the uh, social medias at Lunatic Radio on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to TJ Mayer at TJ underscore the mayor on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I don't even know what it is. Just type in TJ the mayor. It'll come up. promise you. Okay. All right. We'll see you next week. TJ, your final uh, word. Go ahead. If you knew better, you'd do better. Hey!